growing up for me, on the day after Christmas, it was traveling to Wisconsin. So my, my dad's family all lives in Wisconsin in New Auburn, a town that I think might have a stoplight, maybe a stop sign. They might have a stop sign, uh, or I don't know, it's pretty small. But it was always just hanging out with family, being with family. And so uh, that's what we wanted to do today, and that's why we had breakfast, that's why we had pancakes, that's why we have jammy day, PJ day, we're going to praise Jesus. And uh, as we do that, uh, we're just going to, like I said, go into a time of worship, worship with the word. Um, And uh, we've been talking about the greatest gift, right? The greatest gift, and that's peace that God gives us. And um, what's interesting now that it's the day after Christmas, right? Peace is now present with us. Jesus has come, uh, and I get it, the birthday's really in March, but this is when our culture chooses to to celebrate it. And, or September, spring, yeah, fall. Somewhere, Jesus was born, amen. Okay, (laughs) so we celebrate it on Christmas Day. And peace is now present. Uh, and we've talked about that the last couple of weeks, right? We've talked about how peace was prophesied. It was proclaimed. Uh, even when peace is persecuted, you know, we might have to uh, change our plans, but peace is there for us. And, um, but there is a difference between peace with God and the peace of God. Um, so... Uh, with the peace with God, that comes through salvation, right? That you can't do anything for. That was all done by Jesus dying on the cross. Through that, we now have peace with God. And I am so grateful for that gift. But the peace of God is something that we can have currently now. The peace of God. Now, uh, I might do some walking around. Uh, we don't really don't get to have a circle type presentation, so we might do some 360 stuff here. But, um, but we had talked about how peace was the word shalom, right? In the Jewish culture, it's this idea of blessings, tranquility, uh, welcome, goodbye, all that fun stuff, right? And so. Um, but there is another word for peace in the Greek language. It's arene, which is peace between individuals, harmony, con- uh, concord, one peace, quietness, rest, set at one again. In that idea of peace with, uh, with one another, sometimes that goes with um, Sometimes that's not as easy as we want it to be, right? I mean, it would be nice to have peace with our neighbors. It might be nice to have peace with everybody that we come in contact with, right? But sometimes that's really hard. And you might be thinking, Pastor Roger, I know you've been talking about peace, and I want peace for me. Peace for me, like, because that's our warm, fluffy gift we get to open, right? Peace with God. Yes, I can sit in that peace with God. Hi, buddy. But 
God has called us to be peacemakers. And we are supposed to work on having peace with one another. Let me read you this one verse. Uh, It's the only verse we're really going to talk about today. It's Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Oh, you can leave that scripture verse up. We're going we're gonna to be down there for a while. Since you are members of one body, for you were called to peace and be thankful. So as we look at this, three verbs kind of jump out to me. One, let, let the peace. All right? So, uh... Can everybody say peace? Peace. All right. Good. You're listening. Sweet. That's a good thing. Let the peace. That means that it's our choice, right? Let the peace. That means that we get to choose peace. I find it interesting. If Sorry, kids, if you're taking notes and trying to count the number of times I'm saying peace, because it's going to be probably like 150. Okay? It's going to be way overboard. Peace. So, and adults, if you're following with a kid's bulletin, that's happening too. But it's our choice. We have to allow God's peace to work through us. That means that you can choose not to let God's peace work through you. That means that you can choose to be angry. That you can choose to hold grudges. That you can choose not to be peaceful. It's a fruit of the Spirit that can grow within us. If you want the Holy Spirit to work through your life and you say, God, I want more of you, but then you choose to be angry or have road rage, sorry, that's not peaceful. It's not the fruit of the Spirit. And it's interesting because when when I think about peace in my life, It's about relationship with God. God's peace within becomes a wonderful internal barometer of our closeness to our Heavenly Father and our abiding in Christ. You want to know the temperature of how things are going in your life, how peaceful or how close you are with God? Check out how peaceful you are in situations. I need a kid volunteer. Oh, Aria popped her hand up first. She was just quicker. Isla May, uh, sorry, I'll choose you next time maybe, okay? <laughs> All right, I need you to come, come stand, not in front of this. Well, that's a lot of papers. Yeah, I know, I wrote peace on there a lot. You're trying to sneak a peek. Stop. I know, okay. I can, I can t- go ahead and put your arms straight out. Like an airplane. Yeah, like that. Okay. You're not an airplane, okay? You're, you're just, you're going to stand still for a moment. I love life illustrations. Okay. So, I want you to imagine that you're a plank, okay? So, like, this is even with this, okay? So, if I push down here, what happens? That hand should go up. Nope. That one goes opposite. Like that. Yep. And if I pull this up. Yep, just keep doing that, okay? Now, very good. All right, now stay here. I can tell you this. 
Let's all pretend that this is my irritation level, how irritated I get. And let's say that this is my relationship with God or my intimacy with God. If my intimacy goes up, what happens? My irritation goes down. But if my intimacy with God goes down, my, my irritation goes higher. And if, and if you're not careful, if you so, see yourself getting irritated quickly, you need to check how close are you with God. Okay? High five. Good job. Great illustration. When we have this, we try to balance this out. Look, you're not supposed to be, it's not supposed to be in balance. You're not supposed to have the right amount of irritation with the right amount of intimacy. It's supposed to be lopsided. It's supposed to be lopsided. You're supposed to have more intimacy with God, and the peace of God will then, you'll let the peace be in you. And when you have that relationship with God, it comes down to allowing, allowing the fluctuation of those irritation and intimacy levels not happen so frequently. Notice how it's not like an overstock on one side. You can't just spend more time with God and all of a sudden deflate the irritation. You can quickly flip-flop on both sides. But the more that you spend with God, the more he allows his peace to work through you. And the peace of God will be there. The second thing I see there in that Colossians verse is that we should be ruled by peace. Now, when we say ruled by peace, okay, this is one thing. I love this scripture because I actually preached on this in college. Okay, so yes, it was a long time ago. Don't be mad about that. But the idea here of ruled is unique in this passage. It's an umpire or a referee. So for them, it would have been Olympic Games. Now, back then, they didn't have photo finishes, right? They didn't have little trackers in your shoes to know when you crossed the finish line, okay? They had to have a referee and umpire say, you won, you lost, okay? Now, I'm not going to talk about football games and bad calls for referees, (sighs) irritation level go down, peace of God go up, okay? I'm just saying that when we let an an umpire rule, I'm glad that the peace of God can be my umpire in my life and not necessarily a human error happen there. I'm going to be honest. I'm taking a deep breath because... When God usually gives me a message, a lot of times he's working it out in my life as well. So yesterday, as I'm having conversations with my sister over things, apparently I stubbed some toes. Uh, so much so that her husband like texted me right away with proof of a video of something. I was like, uh. and my wife is like, Roger, what in the world are you doing? I'm trying to be peaceful. As I text with my fat thumbs. Uh, anyway, 
But I'm saying, okay, God, give me the right words to say in this moment to let there be peace in our conversation. Because guess what? This is something that's going to always happen. There are things that are going to happen that this is not something that you get the corner of the market on. Isla May, are you any better at having peace than I am? No. Okay. Thank you for that answer. I'm glad she gave that one. Okay. The, the idea, though, is that it's now, is it something that you can learn and practice? Absolutely. Is it something that can be part of your life and you're known as a peacemaker? Absolutely. But as we live our life, there will always be situations because why? We live in a broken world. There are people that we will come around, our coworkers, our neighbors, our people driving on the road that you'll never see again, but you want to anyway. I'm sorry. I mean, that's just me. But that idea of letting peace rule your heart. So let's try this out together. I'm going to give you a, pra- a chance to be an umpire, okay? I'm going to let you guys be a ref, all right? I, ha- I need, let's do five volunteers. Cassie, Dawn, Titus, Roger, Nate. Come on up. Come on up. We're going to play a game. Okay, this is called the five-second rule. Now, I promise you're not going to eat anything off the floor, okay? I promise that. You're not going to eat anything off the floor, but it's called the five-second rule. All right, so you guys are going to be my umpire, my ref, and I'm going to have you guys play the game. Uh, Who would like to go first? Titus, you raise your hand. All right, come on up front. Come on up front. Okay, I'm going to give you five seconds Give you five seconds. I'll pull out a timer so it seems fair, right? Okay. As we go through here, pull out a stopwatch. You have five seconds. I'm going to give you a question, and I need you to name three things. Just three, okay? I'm going to give you a name. Since, we, since it was Christmas yesterday, let's keep it in the Christmas theme, okay? So here, take the microphone and name three things, all right? Christmas. Here are your three things. No. Ready? Oh. Here's your question. Name three reindeer. Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. Congratulations. Do you think you got it? Yeah. All right, the refs say yes. Cupid. Cupid. I, I did. Cupid's not a reindeer. Yeah, Cupid is a magical Cupid creature. is also a reindeer. A magical animal. Is, is Cupid a reindeer? Yeah, it's a reindeer. Yes. Cupid. Cupid is a reindeer. Human air. Human air. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right, we're going to reset. Who wants to go next? Who wants to go next? Don, you raise your hand first. All right, come on up. Don't give me reindeer. I won't give you reindeer. I won't give you reindeer. Okay, here we go. All right. No, I'm not. <laughs> what else? <laughs> Buddy, that's about it. Uh, what's the one of the misfit toys? Uh, anyway, anyway, okay. Uh, we'll do this. All right, name three. All right, I'll let you hold it. Name three Christmas carols. Silent night, oh, holy night. And a star of Bethlehem. Oh, star, a little town of Bethlehem. Okay. I stopped her at 5.68 seconds. Refs, you make the call. Did she get it or not? Thumbs up if she did. Thumbs down if she didn't. I see a lot more thumbs down. I'm sorry. You did not. You, you didn't get it yet. Go okay, we'll have a seat. All right. Titus, you can have a seat too. You can have a seat too. You have a seat too. All right, who wants to go next? 
Nate, come on up. It was, it's a lot harder than you think, isn't it? Five second rule. All right. All right. Let's see. Question for you. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good luck with that one, too. All right. Name, name five people. I'll let you hold it. Name five people that were at the manger. Go. Joseph, Mary, and three wise men. And Jesus. There you go. All right. I stopped it at 5.6 seconds. Do you think he should get it? The wise men were... Were they at the manger? Were the wise men at the manger? What? No, wait, no. They were over a second long to say. But you could go Mary, Joseph, Jesus in one second. Okay, so refs, put that thing in. All right. Is it yes or no? Raise your thumb up if it's yes, down if it's no. Man, your family voted you down. Wow. Okay. Oh, you can't have a split decision. That's not a split decision. Come on. Have a seat, Nate. Have a seat. Good, good job. Good job. Okay. All right. Man, you, the human error in this is so rough. All right. All right. Reset. Who's next? Oh, Roger beat you. Come on, Cash. You're going to be quicker in your draw. All right. All right, let's see. Question, question, question. All right. I'm trying to think here. Ah, let's do this. I know my five seconds. Uh, oh, okay, good. That's a good one. All right, you have five seconds to name three Christmas movies. Go. A Christmas Story, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and... Uh, Die Hard. <laughs> I, we're not even going to argue if that's if that there. I clocked him at nine and a half seconds, y'all. Vote, vote. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. You have a split decision? Okay, good job. All right, come up here, Cassie. Come up here. All right. Okay, you are excited. Okay. Let's see. What should we... Does anyone have an idea of a question I should ask her? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what was it? The three wise men? No, we're not doing the three wise men. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, now she already told her. I know. Okay, good. All right, how about this? You have five seconds to tell me. Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1-1. I clocked her at 3.7 seconds. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up. All right. Good job, Cass. All right. All right. So, hey, by the way, if you helped in that game, all five of you, I have a prize for you after service. All right. You can come get it on my goodie bag up here. All right. So, so... As we think about refereeing and umpiring, right, there's a lot of times we're like, okay, we'll let the peace of God rule over my life. Okay, 
when I think of that, I think of like kingdom, like rule, scepter, he's overseeing it, the peace should be over everything. That's not what it is. When we say the peace of God should rule, it comes down to the nitty gritty and looks at the details. And it's like, mm, let's discuss this. How was your action? Did it really work in the peace with God? Did, did the peace of God really come in that decision? We were quick to be like, yes or no. But the peace of God should be that rule in our life, that umpire. Uh, if anything, it's like a whistle. I got all the kids' attention now. Uh, and the idea of the whistle, though, are you allowing, again, let the peace of God rule your hearts? Are you allowing God to call foul in your life? And are you allowing him to throw out the yellow flag and say, hold up, you need to take a break right now. That in the moment that as I'm texting my sister, the frustrations, and I'm like, God, thank you for calling foul on me and allow me to have your peace right now. Because guess what? You can pray that prayer in every situation. That when you're driving or when the coworker says the thing for the millionth time or they screw up the, the, the detail that you always have to fix. God, Lord, let your peace rule in my heart. Now, that's the difference between being a doormat and I understand that. I'm not saying that you should be ran over. What I am saying is that we should allow God's peace to come into those situations and allow us to be in, allow him to call foul if we need to, to blow the whistle to stop us. I won't blow it again. All right. The last thing that I see here in this verse, one verse, that's all we've talked about today. One verse. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Since we are members of one body, you were called to peace. You want to know what God's calling is in your life? It's called to peace. You're called to peace. By the way, Here's a hint. It deals with being thankful. You were called to peace and be thankful. If you, here's a very tangible thing to hold on to as we try to have God's peace, not the peace with God, that's salvation, that's already happened, but the peace of God that we want in our lives that we so desperately need, that people are frantically trying to find. You want to give hope to somebody and give them peace in the midst of an, that, that they don't understand or get? I don't understand how I'm sitting next to people in that emergency room waiting area and they don't have the peace of God. How do you, how do you, how do you live through that without God? But the peace of God that is there, that I can call upon, is if I remember what I'm thankful for. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 say that, says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. We'll pause there. Every situation. The good, 
the bad, the ugly, the disappointing situations, the frustrating situations, the good, every situation by prayer and petition. That means we're talking with God, having that relationship, having the intimacy with him. With thanksgiving, present your request to God. Why? Because verse 7, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's what we've been talking about. If you want God's peace to rule in your life, then have an intimacy level with God that is higher than anything else. And as you have that intimacy and as you are thankful, guess what? The peace of God will then guard your heart. Not, not only will it rule and call foul on it, but it will guard you from saying stupid stuff. Amen? We all need a filter sometimes. And, the, and God's peace will guard you. Whew. Steps in front and says, hey, hold up. <laughs> to the point where... I was uh, in charge of Fine Arts Festival human video team. And I was about five minutes late because of traffic, right? <sighs> Frustrating traffic. Anyway, I was about five minutes late. So I get to the church, and the youth group's already there, and uh, there's another leader that's supposed to be assisting me takes over. And I get mad. I get frustrated. I'm like, what in the world is going on? But of course, I'm not going to say that in front of the students, right? I'm not going to get angry in front of the students. They don't need to see this. So I'm like, Adam, I need to talk with you now. Right? And I walk out the back of the sanctuary, and I hit those doors to walk outside, just kind of like here. And as soon as I hit those doors and step in the parking lot, God goes, slow your roll. You were in the wrong. Right? Now, Adam, who was following behind me, knew I was angry, was expecting me to yell at him. He walks outside, and I turn around, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been as angry as I was. I was the one that was running late. Thank you for stepping up for me. I was thankful for him leading and having someone at the church prepared so the students weren't just standing outside. But that was not my peace. <laughs> that is not my natural instinct. It is the peace of God that will guard me in those times. And as long as you stay close with God, that irritation levels drop. And you will always be close with God. So, to have God's peace all year long, we need to be in relationship with Jesus, allow him to ref our interactions with others, and always be thankful for what is going on. That's not always easy. We looked through 2020, everyone was like, good, 2020 is over, <laughs> 2021. And then we're like, oh, I'm so glad 2020 is over, let's go 2022. You should be thankful in every situation. And as you are thankful, listen, I, I don't know the ups and downs of what 2022 is going to be, y'all. But I'm thankful that I'm thankful for the experiences that God allows us to go through to grow us. Some of you, there are 
not people sitting around your Christmas tree this year. And that, that hurts. I mean, we, we lost some great people. Pastor Robin was saying today, man, I really miss Rick. And Jenny. And then you have where my mom's still at the hospital. How there are some people in this church who have lost their parents. And yet I get to beat COVID. God, why is that? Why is some people standing and some people not? But God, I'm going to let you and your peace rule my decisions in my heart. I'm going to allow you, God, to, it passes all understanding. Some of us, we shouldn't be around or shouldn't be doing what we need to because of what we think should happen or not. But what I do know is this, that the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard us as long as we stay thankful. God, I thank you for the time that they got to pour into my life. God, I'm thankful for the time and the memories that I have, but more so than that, God, I'm thankful for what you have done and are continuing to do. Give me opportunities not to let the, the word go void in my heart. Hey, guys, can you have a seat for me real quick, Wyatt? Jordan, thanks. So here's a tangible way to put this into practice. I'm going to challenge you to do two things. One, write down three things that you're thankful for. Right? It's easy around Thanksgiving to be thankful for things, right? Because we talk about it all the time. And sometimes around Christmas we say it too. Like, oh, I'm thankful for all this and all that. But write down three things that you're thankful for. And the second thing that you need to do is this. And I want you to close your eyes to picture this for a second, okay? All right. Good job, Matthew. You got your eyes nice and tight closed. I want you to think of someone that you need to have peace with today. And each and every one of you will have someone pop in your mind. That you're like, mm, God, I need to have peace with that person. We're going to take a moment and allow God to guard our hearts and to rule our hearts and the peace of God to be in there so that we can be peacemakers with those people. Heavenly Father, I ask that today, as we put into practice the peace that is present with us, peace on earth, that we are grateful for what you are doing and have done. And God, Lord, I pray that as we are called to be peacemakers, that we can give the present of peace to those that need it the most. Even the ones that we're struggling with, that God, you would... Give us the right words to say, the right words to speak, the right opportunities to speak them. 
and that we would be thankful for every and all situations that is going and that you are doing through us. God, I thank you for this family that we can come and praise Jesus together. That you have done amazing and mighty things. We thank you, God, for all that you are doing and continue to do in 2022. In Jesus' name, amen.